0: No one's ever said that about us, Dave.
1: <laughs> well, there are forms of entertainment, aren't there? You know, for every comedy, there's a there's a tragic thriller somewhere.
0: not I, I would ask you, wouldn't I? Or I don't, I, you know, or the medical team would say, look, there's a few lads sniffing around the Christmas do, and it's like, what in October? <laughs> <laughs> August. Can't we, can't we just concentrate on the football for a little bit? But it feels like they want to get it organised and boxed up. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's like you say, I think you sort of know what the second part of your season might look like, don't you? Based on <clears throat> you know, based on the, the, this period, you pick up a few wins, suddenly maybe you know, you're sat in 8th for nine in the Championship and you're thinking, do you know what, we've a couple more wins and get on a little roll and we're, we're right in the mix. Welcome football fans to Breaking Lines, a podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the beautiful game like never before. I'm Gary Rowett, former player and manager, joined by the insightful Dave Carolan, a man with his finger on the pulse of football's beating heart. Together, Dave and I bring you unrivalled insight, context and a few stories from the trenches. Join us as we dissect the game, break down the plays and explore the intricate dance between managers, players, fans and the beautiful game itself. This is Breaking Lines, where the game is more than just a match.
1: So we're at that time of the year. It's Christmas in football, Gary. One of the the best times of the year, I suppose, with the games coming thick and fast. Well, before we slate
0: it, maybe we should I get like what some you did there, kudos. Slay, slate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I didn't actually. Yeah, that wasn't intentional. Yeah, everyone in football, all the fans and all our listeners have a have a great time. And now we can say what we really <laughs> want to say about Christmas when we're we're involved in football. No, look, I think it's. I think most of us. So it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's, it's a real challenge because we love football, we love being in football, and actually Boxing Day fixtures and the games over over sort of Christmas, the festive period, and, and New Year are actually really good to be involved in, aren't they? Because because people get behind those games, there's so much excitement for those games. But on the flip side, there's a family there waiting at home, thinking, "Why on earth has Dad not there at all? Like other dads?" So. Yeah, again. again. Again, again. <laughs>
1: For the 12th year running. Yeah,
0: so I think that's, and that's a, probably the the sad part of being out of football is actually, it's probably the first time you actually get to enjoy a Christmas normally. Look, there's people, people in hospitals will be working on Christmas Day. People have to take it in turns. People, will, you know, there'll be different people doing different jobs. But the majority of people, I think we can all say probably get Christmas off. And, and it's the one time a year to spend with your family. And uh, yeah, it's not easy, is
1: it? No, it certainly isn't an easy thing to do, to be the, as such, the entertainment that people go and watch over Christmas. Because... No one's ever
0: said that about us. Like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there are forms of entertainment, are not there? You know, for every comedy, there's a there's a tragic thriller somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose the ramp up to the Christmas period is like the festive period of football that kind of starts early for us doesn't it because as soon as almost you get into december it's termed the festive period of football because you look at it this season you you could have seven nine games all in december it's an unbelievably dense period of games and it's it's quite a pivotal part of the season as well because you're turning around in the second half of the season by the time you get into new year's
0: yeah and i think if you get to that that, that sort of third international break, don't you? You've got half an eye on this period. You've got half an eye on this, you know, the amount of vol- the vol- sheer volume of games and the, and the lack of training opportunities. And I think within that, that 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 creates its own challenge, doesn't it? You, you've you got that period first. And then on the back end of it, you've got, you know, the Boxing Day game and uh, for some... What was it for this year? Is it the 23rd? Uh, the Saturday falls on the 23rd, I think. The Boxing third, Day yeah. game, of course, three days later. And I'm trying to remember, you know, years gone by, did we not have a game on like the f- in between Boxing Day and New Year as well? Was it like the 28th or 29th?
1: Yeah, there is. And again, is that this still, year? is it. Yeah. I, I
0: don't know why, but I've
1: forgotten quickly, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I just remember the Boxing Day game. And I remember literally one day in between. I think it's for Blues. And we played Derby at home. Remember in the snow, we got right. battered. Uh, um, I'm trying then, to forget it. And then two days later, because the reason I can remember it, because I can remember thinking, do you know what? We were so poor. I'm going to do what no one does. I'm going to name the same team. Everyone thinks you've got to rotate and all of those things. I'm going to name the same team and see what they do about it. And literally a game in between, we went to a city ground and and we won the game um, in front of the cameras. So it doesn't feel like the games are as close together anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know whether that's just me. I had too much eggnog. Eggnog. last week.
1: Yeah. I suppose after a defeat, you do turn to the uh, the Christmas grog that happens <laughs> to be sat around the house. If you... Uh, Actually, get back to your house for for any p- kind of length of time over the, the Christmas period. But um, the games are thick and fast. Generally, the depending on what day christmas falls on you could have three games in almost six days or five days even depending on if the schedule for for sky has meant that your games got shifted but i suppose well and truly the christmas period starts when does a knock on your door sometime around november and the players are trying to line up the christmas
0: party why did you have to say that
1: well well let's be honest at that point once the christmas party is done and dusted it's eyes down and it's full steam ahead. How does that conversation happen? When when are the players, when are they starting to think about the Christmas period? Because for them, there's the, obviously that traditional social period where they're going to go out as a team to build camaraderie. We've talked about camaraderie a lot on this show, but it's a big, big event for them, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, they... they... They hide behind the cunning guise of building team spirit and camaraderie, don't they? But really, they just want a good night out. And it isn't just a night out anymore. Um, You know, most clubs and most teams do the same thing, don't they? They all want, they want two days. Um, You know, they want to try and have two days where they can go and have a little bit of a a drink. Because the the truth about a lot of players now is they don't actually drink a lot. But there's a lot of players now that are Tito or there's a lot of players that are actually you know, very, very professional. Not that the players in my day weren't professional, but we we prided ourselves on being just as professional, recovering from a Wednesday all-day all vendor than we did preparing for the Saturday game. So, um, you know, it's not to be sniffed at, certainly. I think the players would normally, you know, they'd send the cap. It's funny because you could sort of get a feel for it, don't you? Look, I, I would ask you, wouldn't I? Or, I'd, I, you know, or the medical team would say, look, there's a few lads sniffing around the Christmas do. And it's like... What, in October? (laughs) (laughs) August. Can't we we just concentrate on the football for a little bit? But it feels like they want to get it organised and box off. It's always hard to give them an answer. But, of course, usually they send the most unfortunate one in, which is the captain. Yes. So the captain, who you'd imagine would be an incredible leader of men, bursts through your door demanding, but usually it's a faint knock. All right, Gaffer, try and and butter (laughs) you up first um, before... You kind of get around to, okay, what do you really want? It's a Christmas do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, what the lads... Yeah, you can have a night. Yeah, no problem. Well, the lads like the Sunday as well as the Saturdays. Oh, for God's sake. So I think as a manager, look, you, you don't mind your lads going out. You don't mind the players socialising. I think it's like anybody around this time of year. Everyone has a Christmas party. Everyone has a works Christmas do. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. I think as long as there isn't a detrimental effect on the matches. And that's always been my policy. You know, if there's a game three days later, then no, you can't go. You're going to have to do it around when we think is the best time for you to do it. So, yeah, but as soon as that Christmas do's out the way and, and, and hopefully the manager doesn't get to find out about all the stories, which is usually better because what you, what you, what you'd write, yeah. What you don't know can't hurt you, I suppose. Um, and then you're into the games, aren't you? And, and I'd love to sit here as a manager and say that I could blame You, Dave, for what day we come in? (laughs) (laughs) And I think you are partially culpable. Um, So let's not just make this about me, but um, yes, it's that challenge, isn't it? Right. We've had this debate for about 10 years now. Right. Do we come in Christmas Day? Do we give them a day off before the game? Because we would never, ever give them the day off before a game, would we? That, no. that, that is the reality. So, Absolutely. So, um, you know, what, what, what goes into that decision-making, would you say, like from your perspective?
1: Look, from my perspective, I'm an advisor. You're the decision-maker. <laughs> Thanks. I, I just have to deal with the players for about, yeah, probably four weeks before they come and knock on your door. They're trying to get a flavour for what the decision, or at least what the reaction might be. But yeah, when it it comes to that Christmas period, I suppose it comes down to, yeah, what is the schedule looking like? Uh, You know, we know the fixtures and generally speaking, we'll get the TV schedule maybe six to eight weeks ahead of time. They will have selected what games they're likely to have moved. And once that's set in stone, then it's how many training days are we going to get? What's the best for the whole squad in terms of the players who are going to play and getting them recovered and prepared, the players who are not playing but who may need to come in and play some of those games because largely speaking, and you, you've alluded to it a little bit before, there's going to be some rotation. It's it's going to be practically impossible for the same 11 players to go out and play four games in the best part of 10 or 12 days. So we're going to have to rotate some players. So how do we train them? Which doesn't mean just the um, the running that they do afterwards on the pitch after each game. They actually need to do some you know, actual football training—it's not just down to like box to box runs. So I think that's what really plays into our minds as to the the physical schedule of the training load and of the training days over over the Christmas period. Now we're obviously going to be painted as the Grinch who stole Christmas because we're going to probably insist as best as we can that ideally we do want to train on Christmas Day at some stage. But I'm happy to be talked out of it from time to time.
0: Which <laughs> you've been on where the game is. Which you've managed to successfully do it eight years in a row. <laughs> Quick question Do you think any player has ever been suspended on purpose for boxing day to get himself out of it? Yeah, and, all, under pressure from the misses.
1: Oh, 1 million percent. There have been red cards, double yellows you got gone straight with a red, not even straight, a second
0: yellow, not no, even like no. a
1: fifth yellow or whatever the book is. Yeah, this is the time of year to start looking at who's got suspended on 10 bookings or a, a spurious red card that happens the weekend before Christmas or a mysterious injury that suddenly appears and you think he's only been out for a week, but it was enough to keep him out of the, the Christmas or Boxing Day game. Um So yeah, that definitely has... Has been something like that happened in the past? It's got
0: to be, hasn't there? I think the the hardest bit I always find and found was it's that little bit weighing on your shoulders of okay, can can footballers have one day off a year? I well, obviously have more than one day off a year, but you know, one day specifically Christmas Day. The so you know, the, the amount of time that we're together during a, a season is that psychologically going to give you more when they're at home with their families, provided you can trust them and they can, they can um, act accordingly and prepare accordingly. You know, are you going to get that back in the performance on Boxing Day? I think this is always a challenge, isn't it? You know, we've we've done it different ways, haven't we? We've been in Christmas night to travel. I mean, again, it depends where you're playing, doesn't it? We've had some absolute shockers, haven't we? Like yeah. Card- Cardiff, I mean, for you, that was got to be the worst fixture ever. So to go from Norwich to London on Christmas Day to get there for, say, five o'clock training at the den to train under the lights, let's say, and then to travel straight after down to Cardiff and then to try and get back Boxing Day. So, you know. Loved it. it absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, you certainly it's want That's to... what all my Christmases were meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah, I, I remember organising it one year and your family said, oh, your missus said, oh, can you not train a bit earlier so Dave can get out of the house earlier? <laughs> no, but I think that, you know, so it depends on where you're playing, doesn't it? It depends on how far away you are. We seem to always be away. Boxing day. I don't know why, but we seem to always be away, um, which doesn't make it any easier because we're already away in London as it was or, or whatever club we're at. So, But I think that's the challenge, isn't it? Do you, train, do you train on Christmas Day? And if so, logistically, you know, all of a sudden now, people don't see this, do they? But you've now got to get your groundsman in and all his ground stuff. You've now got to get people in to open up the ground because usually if you're training in the evening, you need the lights on. So you're going to train at your home ground. So therefore people have to come in to make sure everything's safe and everything's open and whatever. So, so essentially it's not just the football team, is it? It's not just the staff. There's probably another 20 people that are dragged into your decision, you know, depending on what you need. But I think the most professional way to do it is to go in Christmas day at some point. It's just, it's tough when it, we've all done it. I mean, I've, I remember as a player, I remember at Derby, we had to train in the morning. It's the first time I've only ever done it once. We had to train in the morning and the agreement was let's get in and get it done. So of course you're in for nine to train. I'm thinking, I mean, luckily for me, my kids were young and they were probably up since about five o'clock in the morning. So kind of Christmas, <laughs> Christmas was, you'd done. already built seven toys <laughs> by
1: the time you got to training. I'd
0: already used about 5,000 batteries, but then and, and <laughs> all, all the tools I have available in my toolkit. So um, there's different scenarios that cause different issues, isn't there? But, but ultimately, it's a you know it's such a tough one because it's a day for families, it's a day to be together. It's hard to prepare in the same way. I mean, I got hammered once by my missus. Honestly, I, I remember, and this was probably a very poor, ill-judged comment. Not not the only one. I've yeah, I usually make them in front of a microphone after a game, but um, this time I made it to my missus. I said, look, I, I don't want Christmas dinner this year. I'm just going to have some pasta. Oh, my God. I'm just going to have some pasta. No, I genuinely did. And I did it out of what I thought was this is incredible professionalism. But basically, I was literally the most miserable human being on earth for saying it. So." So, yeah, I'm going to apologise now, but but I still think I was right.
1: Yeah, know? I remember in my naivety, uh, this was even more unpopular because I weighed all of the players on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I dressed it up as on the behest of the manager. <laughs> We're weighing you all so that nobody overeats.
0: Right, if any of the players are listening, a lot of these decisions had nothing to do with a manager. (laughs) Nothing to do with me. I got blamed for basically everything and still probably am. But but, um, yeah, go on. So you weighed the players. Yeah, weighed the players in. And it
1: wasn't even that we were going to weigh them again Afterwards, it was just Fear. to sow the seed oh, of look after yourself. You horrible man! In in Neil Warnock's great um, Sky Christmas uh, ad this year, be disciplined. You
0: know, because <laughs> took him about thirty takes. By the look of it, when you saw the <laughs> saw the program But but last that, night. that that is
1: one of the challenges we have, isn't it? You know, they they have families around. They want to enjoy their Christmas with everyone else. There's a traditional meal to be had and it kind of may not be what they necessarily have the day before a game, there is something different going on. They probably will share a drink, maybe only one. But again, they wouldn't do that normally when they're at a hotel with us or they were just preparing for any other Saturday game. We can see sometimes behavior change because of the day that's in it. But we've also seen with some of our, our players that come from abroad where they celebrate on Christmas Eve that they don't have that christmas day urge that they have to be in because there's a dinner to get back for they don't feel like they're missing out on anything if they come in for training so you are actually balancing up different nationalities and cultures who approach christmas and christmas time very very differently
0: yeah and no, it's a good point i think that you know we yeah it's like everything you kind of always view it from your own standpoint don't you? you always you know you i suppose as staff we accept that that is just part of it isn't it but normally you know at Three o'clock in the afternoon, you're waving by to your family. There's a little bit of remorse and sadness as you go out the gate, usually from my comments about pasta and truth. But, but, you know, as you're driving out out the gates, a little bit of you think, oh, my God, like another year, you know what I mean, another year where I can't stay there with all your family around and have a drink and, and enjoy it like everyone else. Listen, when your kids are young, there's also a part of you thinking, oh, my God, thank God I'm out of the house. <laughs> I've had the morning from about eight. You know what it's like Christmas morning? You know, you, your kids open the presents when they're all young and they usually start arguing. Then Chris had been up so early, they are then tired. By, about, by the time you get to about 10 or 11 o'clock, it's like Armageddon in the household, isn't it? So actually getting out for a game is, um, is not the worst scenario in the world. So, so, but they're a little bit older now, so we can all, we can all enjoy it a little bit more, but that's, but that's the thing, isn't it? So three, four o'clock, you know, you're usually driving somewhere, whether you're going straight to the game, whether you're heading straight to a hotel rather, and everything's so different, isn't it? You get to the hotel probably a little bit later because you're, you're trying to help the player. So maybe eight, nine o'clock. Soup and who invented soup and sandwiches? I mean, soup it's and, a sports dancing. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. soup yeah. and sandwiches. You learn so that you have, in your first year. So you don't even course. get a proper meal because no one's working in the hotel. So you get soup and sandwiches. So, so I think the preparation. I think that's a challenge, isn't it? An elite. Well, I say this literally, but an elite athlete, you know, they like regularity, don't they? They like, you know, they like consist or good performance should have consistency, shouldn't they? So absolutely,
1: yeah.
0: And I think that's a challenge. It, uh, the whole period is very much different from what they used to. But but um, but um, yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange old time. Yeah, it's a challenge, you know, when we're planning the
1: logistics of Christmas to get a hotel mm-hmm. who's going to be able to cater for you at the level that you want to. And depending where you're going, they may be on short staff because of course they want to give their staff time off. Mm-hmm. The actual expense to a hotel over that period is it's probably triple time for part-time staff to come in on Christmas Day.
0: That's we stayed in such terrible hotels.
1: Well, we have to balance it. You know, we've got so much budget and so little hotel choice. But, you know, that, that becomes a challenge. And as you say, the players like predictability. Some are quite happy. You know, they'll, they'll they'll pack up. Some have actually in the past, I've seen pack up a little mini Christmas dinner for themselves and bring it to the hotel. No, well, you never told I, me. It. 100%, yeah. I was in League One for a period as <laughs> well, you know. And then others just expect that it's going to be absolutely the same as every other game. And, Sometimes we can't even control that, so that's certainly a challenge. But one of the big benefits, I suppose, nutritionally, is as commuters ourselves, the unbelievable amount of chocolate that you have for your commutes for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, you're not going to be short of that, are you? Yeah, pinch a pinch a box of celebrations that's lying around in on the floor somewhere. And no, that's gone by the time you get the uh, definitely gone by the time you get to Cardiff that one. In it, I, I
1: look at it as like I'm stopping my kids having to indulge in too much chocolate by taking it for myself and um, making uh, sure that I spread that over the next like week or three days.
0: Very nice, yeah. or, or even storing in the winter supplies. Winter okay. supplies, yeah, like like, like hibernation, <laughs> like hibernation. So, um, do, do you like boxing? Could you say you like the Boxing Day fixture?
1: I do like it because I think there's a slightly different atmosphere in the grounds. I think. Because it's Christmas, people are generally a little bit more positive and happy. Hopefully they've had a good Christmas and they come to the game. And I suppose over most of the years I've been working with it and been fortunate that you're in a reasonably positive position in the league. Um, So people tend to come out and support and you get fuller grounds, don't you? Because families go out for the day and, and go to the football. It's quite traditional. And I think even the, the players who we've worked for, with who've come from abroad see it as a as such a, a nice thing because a lot of leagues around Europe closed down. Yeah, you know this right, don't they? This weekend, like the German league has closed down. So that there isn't any festive football. So they look at it as a very much an, an English thing or a British thing that there is football over Christmas period.
0: Harry Kane must be devastated. He could have scored another fifteen goals in that time frame, couldn't he? Um that extra month. Could have got <laughs> him on a short term <laughs> 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 loan. <laughs> he could've yeah, I wonder what he's doing. Maybe back in London, I'm sure. Yeah. Um yeah, look, I, I think I think that's a challenge, isn't it? And, and and also, you know, that old kind of saying that, you know, Christmas can make or break your season. And, and I understand that. I think a lot of these are just sayings really, aren't they? You know, we we get equally as big a volume of games at different periods of the season. But I think it's probably because it's usually midpoint of a of, of a campaign, of course. You've usually got three or four games fairly close together and... and the reality is, particularly particularly in the EFL, you know, you're playing so many games and because the divisions are so tight, you can jump up. You know, if you have a good Christmas period, you can jump up five, six, seven places, can't you? So, yeah. you know, that, I think that's why it's so important. That's why we go back to the Christmas do for the players. Look, let's just make sure it doesn't affect, you know, these next two or three games. You know, making the right decisions on Christmas Day, making sure... But we we make the right choices when we come in. How we travel, you know, it's because it's so important. You can't throw away three points, six points over this period, can you? So you know, it, it is a very important. I, I love the Christmas games. I just there's, there's just something different about them, aren't they? Like you say, maybe because it's different from other leagues, maybe because it's different from a lot of the other countries. Um, but I think it highlights how passionate and how strong the English game is and the English fan base is because, you know, you'll go into League One and you'll see at grounds, you know, you might see 25,000 people on the Boxing Day game. You know, it's just incredible. It's brilliant, and you, wouldn't, isn't it? yeah. you wouldn't see that in a top flight of some of the European countries, would you? No. Um, you know, I know, look, there's brilliant games and just as much passionate fans, but there's just such a high volume of clubs with fans who just turn up in their numbers time and time again. And of all the periods to maybe feel like you don't have to. Christmas could be one of them. It's expensive. It's expensive to go to games, but yeah, it's, pheno- it's a phenomenal period, isn't it, of time. And then actually you then get the FA Cup game, which it's difficult because it's such a traditional competition, but you can understand how some managers perhaps at clubs higher up, maybe see the FA Cup as a chance to just give the players a little bit of a breather from Christmas and maybe put some players in who haven't, who haven't played. But yeah, that's a challenge of any of these periods, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I look at the Christmas period, it's, it's so difficult. If you get it right, as you've just said, you can gain a lot of points and move up pretty quick. If it doesn't go well for you, it, you've got no time to instigate any change. You can't train. You pick up some injuries, there's no time for any of those players to come back. So very, very quickly, if you look at, say, the month of October, you could have four games across a whole month. Well, over Christmas, you have four games in 10 days. And it's the same volume of games, but none of the training, none of the recovery, none of the preparation, none of the analysis, um, whatever's changed in that time has changed. And suddenly you can find yourself flying out of Christmas and looking forward to the new year or thinking, oh my God, no, we're, we're in a tough spot now. And a Christmas period that hasn't gone well can really sow seeds of dissension for the second part of the season.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's like you say. I think you sort of know what the second part of your season might look like, don't you? Based on <clears throat> you know, based on that the, this period, you pick up a few wins. Suddenly, maybe you know you're sat in eighth or ninth in the championship, and you're thinking, Do you know what, we've a couple more wins, and we get on a little roll, and we're we're right in the mix. You lose two or three, and all of a sudden you're sat there going seventeenth. Oh, we just need a few results, and the pressure starts to ramp, doesn't it? So, um, but the reality is, we've seen lots of teams be low down in January and put a run together that climbs the table and gets them in the mix, you know, and, and likewise we see teams that are up, up there and can't maintain it because maybe they're a little bit confident and comfortable where they are and all of a sudden within five or six games you you fall back down. So, um, so yeah, and of course the Christmas period as well for, you know, for the performance team and the medical team is a big period, in it? You know, it's where you need a good team, don't you, to – to make sure that everything you're doing helps the players recover, doesn't it? You know, I mean that that that's, that's every, crucial, mo- isn't it?
1: every modality you can afford to <laughs> get your hands on is going on, to be. Come on, go through
0: them. Give us some. Oh
1: my God. Well, you know, from <laughs> from ice baths straight after the game to to whatever nutrition you you have already had to pre-order most of the stuff like weeks ahead, if not months ahead, because some of the services you want Are going to get booked up by your rivals or by other teams in similar leagues or other leagues to you. So there's a little bit of a rat race going on. Anyway, I think again going back to what we said, the players like predictability, they like consistency in delivery. And even though it's a two or three day turnaround, they don't want to suddenly see that you've suddenly changed something violently in the middle of this period because it's Christmas. It's like, what do we normally do? Let us prepare that way. Don't suddenly do wild and weird things across this period. So I I think the players, I think they love it as well because it's like game to game to game. It's great fun for them as well. And certainly there's a lot of time spent together. So I I hope they just enjoyed that Christmas party, but not too much.
0: We've got seven days, seven days till Christmas, I believe. So is that right? That's it, yeah. So do we try not to get a job in the next seven days so we can enjoy Christmas or do we get back in so we can enjoy the boxing day fixture
1: well you keep that phone charge
0: <laughs> i'll keep
1: it on charge let's see what happens thanks for listening to today's podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please give us a like or subscribe to us on your chosen podcast provider we look forward to seeing you on the next show